other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. The weekend is here, but thank God it's Frank. We are going to do Ask Frank Anything in the next hour. If you have an interesting question about something you are genuinely curious about, go ahead and give me a call 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. We want to give the new people an opportunity to ask a question first. So if you've never asked a question on air, please uh, call in first. And if you have gotten a question on air before, maybe wait 20 or 30 minutes and give all the first timers an opportunity to get in. 800-848-9222. Hey, I want to remind you, we are closing in on our deadline for the Tunnel to Towers walk. It's coming up on September 24th. And as it stands now, I am only $280 away from our goal. So if you want to help us out and make a contribution, you can go to wabcradio.com slash Frank Walk. That's wabcradio.com slash Frank Walk. Thank you to everybody that's already donated. Neil Schimler, Rocco Rosado, Donna Jahir, Jackson and Peyton Rosado, Janae Natali, and everybody that has been very, very generous with their don- donations. So uh, please, Mary Coffey as well, thank you. Marianne Boudin, everybody that's made a donation, thank you. And if you haven't already done so, please go to wabcradio.com slash Frank Wonk. If not for me, do it for the incredible families of the servicemen that end up not coming home or coming home without a limb or some sort of serious injury where they are requiring a lot of help. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation comes through with a mortgage-free home for these families. They are literally doing God's work, and uh, I'd love to be able to help them a little bit, as much as we can. WABCradio.com slash Frank Walk. To be continued. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I'm paying pretty close attention to the case involving former New York City Councilman and former New York City Buildings Commissioner Eric Ulrich. I uh, know Eric Ulrich. I've known him a long time. I like him, and I think he may be getting a raw deal here. I can't say that with certitude. I'm going to be paying close attention to this case. I'm going to be covering it and investigating it and seeing what the story is here. But there is one
one aspect of this that's quite interesting, as alleged by the prosecutors, before meeting with an alleged mob-tied businessman at a Queen's diner last May, Eric Ulrich put his phone on a windowsill 10 feet from their table, according to the prosecutors. That move came just three days after Mayor Adams allegedly warned Ulrich to watch your phones. So, as alleged in the indictment, according to two sources familiar with the matter, Ulrich told Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's investigators in November of 2022 about the warning Adams allegedly gave him on the sidelines of a city government event that previous May 6th. In those sources retelling, Adams told Ulrich that a little birdie had informed him a friend of Ulrich's was involved in illegal gambling and then made the comment about exercising caution while using his phone. Now, I don't blame Adams for giving his friend and his colleague and somebody that's an integral part of his administration a heads up, but I will tell you this. I know mafia guys that are sitting in prison right now for doing a lot less than giving someone a heads up on an ongoing investigation and saying, watch your phone. I don't know. Look, I disagree with uh, what Ulrich did in the mayor's race, supporting Eric Adams over Curtis Sliwa and raising all that money for him. But it worked out well for him in that he got what he wanted, a job in city government. However, I think this comment from Eric Adams to Eric Ulrich, watch your phone if it's true. I think that may come back to haunt Adams here because depending on how you look at it, there's going to be some people that say this is obstruction of justice. And the other thing I'll mention is that why is Ulrich telling the Manhattan DA this? Why is he telling the prosecutors this? All indications are if that's the case, if he was having those kind of conversations with prosecutors, he might have been considering cooperating or may have done a proffer session with them. I don't know that to be the case, but uh, that's certainly certainly doesn't bode well for the other defendants in this case. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting, but I don't know if that was a wise move on the part of Mayor Adams. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. We have been chronicling the obliteration of retiree health care in New York City. Mayor Adams and his predecessor, Mayor de Blasio, were a party to this horrible, horrible deal which would take away from municipal employees the health care they were promised and put them into a system that was far inferior. Well, now, two of my favorite New York members of Congress, one Republican, one Democrat, Representative Nicole Maliotakis, who's my congresswoman, actually, and Congressman Richie Torres, who has a very bright political future. I'll be honest, I think if he were to run against Eric Adams, and I don't know that anybody's talking about that, I think he would give Eric Adams a run for his money in two years. They have introduced a bill that would amend the Social Security law so that it would become illegal for public and private employers to involuntarily shift Medicare-aged retirees into Advantage plans. To me, it's amazing that this wasn't already the law. This bipartisan push to prohibit all U.S. employees from forcing their retired workers into, or employers, into Medicare Advantage is wonderful. And it could spell a lot of trouble for Mayor Adams, who's trying to mandate the privatized health insurance program for New York's 250,000 municipal retirees. This anti-advantage effort 
got underway yesterday when both of these people, Democrat and Republican, both of them represent a lot of municipal workers in New York City, and I'm sure both of them have gotten an earful from retirees about what's happening. They've introduced this bill that would amend the law so that you could not simply foist someone onto a Medicare Advantage plan. Under this legislation, the only way an employer could legally enroll a senior in a Medicare Advantage plan is if it secures consent from the person to do so. Of course, this makes perfect sense. You should not be able to yank someone's health care away that they were expecting, that they were paying into, that they were making life plans about, and then all of a sudden say, oh, sorry, you screwed up. You trusted us. Not surprisingly, Mayor Adams spokesperson came out guns a-blazing against this proposal, calling it a direct attack on collective bargaining and worker rights, echoing an argument made by the mayor that legislation standing in the way of his advantage plan could set up a problematic precedent for public sector union negotiations. I'm not sure how changing the law to make employers keep their promise to employees sets a bad precedent at all or does anything to undermine collective bargaining. Way to go, Congress members Maliotakis and Torres. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. The story you're about to hear is true and is absolutely ridiculous. The mayor of a small town in Salem County, New Jersey, was tossed off the ballot yesterday after a judge found that she had sought write-in votes in the Democratic primary and then filed for re-election as an independent. This is a violation of New Jersey's sore loser law. Superior Court Judge Benjamin Morgan decided that Pensgrove Mayor LaDena Thomas had sought primary votes through posts on Facebook. That leaves the November mayoral race in the borough of 4,837 people with a two-way race between Democrat John Washington, a former mayor, and Republican Louis Pasquale. I hope the mayor appeals this decision because if this decision is allowed to stand, this is a dangerous precedent. I've got a big problem with sore loser laws in general. I believe they're totally unconstitutional, unnecessary, and unwise, and do nothing except limit voters' choices. But think about what this judge is saying. This person wasn't even on the ballot. She lost an election where she wasn't even on the ballot. They were writing her in. She was running as a write-in candidate. And they're saying that's a violation of the sore loser law? They're so terrified of this woman running for re-election as an independent that they'll do anything to keep her off the ballot. I don't know anything about this woman. In fact, I don't even know that Penns Grove, New Jersey was a place until yesterday. This story makes me furious. And it should make all of you furious too. If you're in New Jersey, tell your state legislator to do away with this absurd, obscure, ridiculous, unfair, sore loser law. The only people that would put a law like this into place are sore winners or those that want to rig the system. Beam me up! To be continued. 